OSL is the leading distributor of radiotherapy patient positioning equipment and physics QA products for the UK and Ireland, supplying both the NHS and private sectors. We currently have a busy event schedule and will be attending many conferences in the next few months and many of the regional study days. For a full list of where to meet us, please do get in touch. As well as our event schedule, we also have a busy product portfolio that has recently been updated to. This includes Sky Factory for state-of-the-art visual LED lighting. We have MyQA Ion and Ion RT from IBA for automated patient-specific QA for photon, electron and proton radiotherapy. And we also have MR Box from our AI suppliers at Therapanacea, allowing AI-powered MR-only workflows for a more consistent and high-quality planning pathway. For SGRT, we have a vast range of open-faced thermoplastic masks, as well as surface-guided compatible clear bolus from ClearSight, preventing any risk of interference between the skin surface and your SGRT solution. And as always, do not hesitate to get in touch to discuss your product and service requirements with our friendly and knowledgeable team. Our account and clinical specialists are from a radiotherapy and physics background, and we are more than happy to chat about the clinical benefits and the workflow of all of our products. To UKIO 2023. Uh, so my name is Naman Anderson. I'm joined by fellow host Joe Kamara. Hi everyone! So we've got two new guests for you to listen to. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Holly Thomas. I am a senior stereotactic radiographer from Sheffield. Hi, my name is Nancy Figueroa. Uh, just to put a bit shorter, um, and as well, I'm a senior therapeutic radiographer at the Stereotactic. So I know you both quite well. You do. <laughs> so how do I know you? Do you want to both talk a little bit about maybe your career pathway? Well, we go all the way back to 2009. Is it 2009? It's that makes me feel really old. <laughs> 2009. I wasn't even a radiographer. I, I, oh didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even thought about that. So now I feel I really old. I was 16. No, nothing. Oh my good god. So yeah, 2009, um, you interviewed me as part of the trainee assistant practitioner role. So, um, and you were one of the people that gave me my job and kick-started my career. So, and then it's just whirlwinded all the way from there. So. Can, I, can I ask? So, obviously now you work in stereotactic radiosurgery. It's very, it's a very niche specific area of radiation treatment. Yeah. What, what made you progress into that field? I found the theory behind it so interesting. So, so interesting. And when I, I always say to like when we have students come to us, when you look at the grand scheme of medicine, radiosurgery is still developing, it's still quite new. Yeah. And it's still advancing, and it is advancing every single year. And I find that so interesting because it is such a sidestep from radiotherapy. It's so specific on the brain as well. Yeah. That has so many different avenues and ways that you can research and look into. And I just find it so interesting, and I never bore of it. Yeah. And I think I thought, well, if I want to do something in the job that I'm going to do every day, I want to do something that I enjoy. And so I went down that road. Perfect. And Nancy, your career pathway was a little bit different as well. Do you want to share kind of how you got into being a therapeutic radiographer? Yeah. So uh, basically, I did have some previous studies in something completely different. Um, I come from the background of biomedical engineering, um, but I was just kind of missing to be more with patients involved and stuff like that, along that technology. Yeah. So I found this uh, degree that you can study uh, to become a therapeutic radiographer 
and at the moment when I read the description and everything I was like right this is the, this is the right profession for me <laughs> so I went into it and I just retrained in 2018 finished in 2020 um, and then um, I end up working um, in a whole different radiotherapy sites and treating all different parts of the body uh, but when I was studying, I just have a little bit of placement at the stereotactic radio surgery, and I really, really like the team there. Yeah. And I asked this well. Yeah, no. and you got to I say really that because like I'm saying it's true, it's true. And I just like like how they can become a bit more specialized in doing like clarking, like checking cranial nerves on people before treatment uh, or doing some clinics. Anyway, um, yeah, so at some point I saw a vacancy and a flatbread and I got it Aww. and I'm just a happy bee in this placement, um, which our manager is very good. Yeah, uh, wing wing. Good. Are you trying to get extra annual leave? No, no, no. no but she, she actually supports, you know, if you want to study something more, yeah. you know, and stuff like that to give us like time to study and whatever. So, no, I know, but I had to say it. <laughs> so, she just keeps us happy, and she was the one who actually looked for funding for us to come here. Oh, um, we got a little poster, you know, um, about, from your idea, Joe. Do you remember when Holly went to Western Park and yeah. saw a little poster and said, Why don't you apply it for the yeah. UK? Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I love it when my ex students listen to me because you didn't when you were students. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, you've probably trained half of the workforce at the moment. It's true. 32% yeah. of the workforce, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best part of the job for you? The patients. Having that one-to-one -one with our patients because uh, we, like radiotherapy, you see 50, 60 patients a day on a single lunar. We can only treat a maximum of four patients a day and you are one-to-one -one care with that patient. So from the minute that they arrive in the department to the minute that you discharge the home, you are with them and you are advocating for them throughout the day and you're caring for them and everything that they need, you are their point of call. And you get this such sense of achievement and pride in what you do. Yeah. And it's just so lovely that at the end of the day, like some of it, the, the nicest thing that a patient's ever said to me, and it actually it just makes me well up sometimes. It's just like, thank you for giving me the gift of time. Yeah. And it's like, I know that that's actually come from the bottom of their heart, and we have given them that. And it's yeah. just, it's having that one to one and the connection with the patient that's for me. For me, it's because I'm quite interested in research and service development and stuff like that. So going back to the side, you know, that they are very open for us to explore those venues, uh, the support and everything. So I'm little by little getting into, and I kind of support the journal club in the department and stuff like that. So, you know, it's nice as well to develop that other side of my, of, like things that I like, as well as patients, of course. I love my patients. Yeah. So, Obviously being at UKIO, from a stereotactic radiosurgery perspective, as therapeutic radiographers, you work really closely, don't you, with a large multidisciplinary team, but specifically radiologists and diagnostic radiographers. So can you just maybe share for maybe people within the diagnostic radiography field who don't know what radi radiosurgery yeah. is, can you maybe give us a bit of insight into what you actually do? What does your day look like? What does the patient have to go through? Yeah, so we we are trained therapeutic radiographers, but like you say, our role is so far from that, from our training. 
So we treat, uh, we can only treat lesions within the brain and we treat benign, malignant, functional and vascular. And what that means is that the patients will come to us and for us to be able to um, localise what we're wanting to treat within the head, we obviously need imaging and that comes on different platforms. We've got CT, we have MRI and we have angiography as well, which is obviously completely out of our remit, that's all diagnostic. So from our point of view, we will fit a stereotactic frame onto the patient's head. We then hand over to the MDT, either the MRI radio Chris, uh, the angiography team or the CT, or a combination of all of that. And it's from utilising the diagnostic side of the radiography service that we can plan and do everything that we need to be able to do therapeutically for that patient as well. Perfect. And from a patient's perspective, um, you know, we've had Chris Alenga come on to talk about stereotactic radiosurgery. You know, what, at what point do patients come for radiosurgery? Because there is metastatic brain metastases where you may potentially have whole brain radiotherapy versus radiosurgery. So could you maybe talk to us about that and from a patient's perspective, at what point would they be a whole brain radiotherapy patient versus radiosurgery? So there is limitations on what we can do. Um, it tends to be more to do with volume than it does with the amount of lesions. Um, there is a criteria in which they have to they have to meet, which is set by NHS England. Um, but basically, the way that the the way that it's moving now is that the whole brain radiotherapy used to be the first point of call when it came to metastatic disease within the brain. Yeah. That has side shifted and that's changed now due to research and developments and everything. They're now looking more at radiosurgery being the first point of call depending on the widespread disease and whether um, it is controlled. Right. Um, if a patient was to come to us with 20 lesions, I would say that we can do that. Yeah. Um, it's, it depends on the volume and the critical structures in which they are around. If a patient was to come to us with uncontrolled systemic disease, we wouldn't be able to do that because it wouldn't be beneficial for them. Um, it's all patient dependent on their own circumstances really, um, as to what we can treat or not. So um, the success rate is really, really good. What are you hoping to get out of UKIO? Well, that's what we have been looking at the program this morning. <laughs> so we are thinking divide and conquer. So we're going to divide. <laughs> some of them will go holy, some of them will go. And then um, we are coming back, uh, hopefully, to do a little presentation to our department about our takes yeah. away, uh, which hope, well, I hope it's not that challenging. <laughs> I, hope we, I hope we manage all right. Uh, but yeah, basically, just try to get as much information with maybe if it's to do with workforce, like how do we you know, get them keeping in there, you know, yeah. motivation or whatever. Uh, I think just just to see every topic really, what could it be beneficial for our department? Nancy created a really, really good poster that's basically how to become a therapeutic radiographer within stereotactic radiosurgery because we are quite a, a niche market. So um, you've, you've done a really good poster on that. Yes. Which we're going to go find because we've not found it yet, so we need to go do Perfect. that. So yeah, we well, are going to we are going to split our time. If you send us a link, we can link it. There oh, you go, there you go. Uh, <laughs> She'll be on that. <laughs> within radiotherapy you have trajectory to do enhanced, advanced, consultancy. What does the career pathway look like in stereo radiosurgery? 
Um, so you would come in as, they used to be only um, standard band sixes, that's where you used to go in at, but now, we've, now they've reduced that and changed the role very slightly, so you would go in as, as a band five, yeah. um, and then to be able to progress you would go, you would do um, radiographer clinics, so we would see the patient the day before and you would uh, coach them through what was going to happen. We've also started, there's quite a few of us that have done the APACS training, um, so we can now call Which sounds easy, doesn't it, the APEX training, but that in itself is actually, like, it's like a PhD It is starts. the hardest yeah. thing I've ever done in my, entire, <laughs> in my entire life, and I'm not exaggerating when I say it broke me, <laughs> it actually broke me, it was so Yeah, but weren't difficult. you doing whilst also pregnant and having babies? I, yeah, <laughs> I was on maternity leave when I started it. It wasn't my finest finest hour with baby brain on top of everything else it was difficult it was really difficult and definitely the hardest thing we've ever done even compared I would say my full MSc was easier than that module right. alone yeah. it was difficult but it also allows us to cut out the middleman we now don't need to rely on other people yeah to do our job for us basically yeah. because we can do it ourselves so we have we are although it doesn't fall within advanced practice for us yeah which is a shame because it should um, it doesn't and we're now going into we've got a couple of radio officers that are now doing their non-medical prescribing they're halfway through that as well so that's a hard course as well yeah as will testify <laughs> yeah they're doing that at the minute they're just they're just waiting on their last result I think so but yeah they've said that's pretty hard for <laughs> so yeah there are they are avenues to be able to progress and do more yeah. Do you have um, consultant therapeutic radiographers within radio surgery yet? No. And I say yet. Yet. We should. Yeah. Absolutely we should. And that's where it should be going and we should be pushing for and yeah. hopefully we will we will get it because it, it should do it. We, yeah. The the role of the radiographer in radio surgery is very undervalued and yeah. it deserves a lot more recognition than what it gets. You've got a lot of competition with some neurosurgeons they haven't yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big shout out to the Sheffield Gamma Knife Radio Surgery team. Uh, it's great to have you on, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having oh, thank us. You. Thank you.